Well, welcome, welcome <laughs> to this Black Girl Podcast. I'm one half of your co-host, Miss Lola. You can find me on Instagram at ola.miss.lola. And I am the other half of your lovely hosts, which is at the Hill Diva on IG. And very happy to be coming with you with one of our lovely special guests, El Gallo. Hi, everyone. I'm Gallo. I go by Cochino Chingon on IG. Actually, on all social media, it would be uh, C-O-C-H-I-N-O-C-H-I-N-G-O-N on any social media you can find us on. And my background is basically a sex addict with a specialty in uh, dating advice, relationship advice with a kink twist. And my podcast, sorry, and my podcast is Sucias are my favorite, which in case your listeners don't know, Sucia is a Chicano Tex-Mex slang term for dirty girl or naughty girl. I love it. I'm here for it. Really? Sucias. Wow. That might have to be my middle name. <laughs> I like that. Sucias. Okay. Yes. Hildiva, first and foremost, for people who don't know, she is the resident polyglot. So like mm. all types of languages that she, you speak, she usually knows. Oh, I don't speak that one. Which one's right. that? German. It's just, do you understand? Okay, yeah, that, I actually have um, a relationship with German. <laughs> well, if you understand I, Spanish, you, you can pick up German fairly easy. It's just vocabulary because the uh, la, lo, um, all that in the neutral are just kind of work the same as in Spanish. Because I couldn't learn it as an English language learner, but as German or German and Spanish, it's just like, oh, okay, I get it. Da, die, der, yeah. So I heard it's a Lego language. Yeah. I just, it, I never liked the sound of it. And like my mom, yeah, my mom used to take care of a, like she was a nurse. So she took care of a German couple at, at the end of their days. And like, I couldn't take it. And my, honestly, <laughs> I love their granddaughter. We're good friends. But the language, I'm like, it's so throaty. I, I, I just never caught on. But I didn't know how to like count to 10. Like, I drive. Okay. I, I, I can't. So I. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, definitely, uh, you're the polyglot here right now. Um, but I want to, I want to speak about body language. Okay, that's the language I want to speak about. And first off, um, I'm curious to know this because I might be the female version of this. But what? How did you know you, for example, were a sex addict? Like, Ooh. I don't know if that's a topic. You know? Yeah, no, no, I, I'm fine. I'm open about all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a long, it, it's, let's see if I can make it short as possible. So I grew up with machismo all my whole life. And my, the males, the adult males that I saw around me would always brag and talk about, you know, this, that, and the other. And essentially the gist of what I got from them is that the more women you're with, the more of the man you are. So the more notches you have under your belt, the bigger of a man you are. Right. So that was like a foundation that was just kind of the back of my mind all the time. And then of course, growing up uh, in America, in the U.S., Uh, Being born in Texas, um, seeing all my friends' parents be this um, equal couple, like, you know, this whole equality stuff coming in in the 80s. And, you know, okay, yeah, why is my family like this? And why are the Latin families I know like this, but then the white families and the black families not? Why are they different? And, you know, they seemed happier on the surface. You know, they, they weren't arguing. They weren't this, that, and the other. And later on, once I got into my teens, I saw that they were getting divorced because, you know, the white just got tired of them. And something that my father taught me early on was that women are born with the pussy. They don't want another one. So that stuck with me as well. 
So that was my foundation is like, okay, I'm out here to get it in. Um, what, what set me off or triggered me was that my fiance, a high school sweetheart, uh, admitted to me that she was cheating on me. And so that sent me down like a downward spiral. And right at that time I was getting on the internet. Um, a few years later, AOL popped up or I got into AOL, but I was on the internet early on, um, hooking up with women left and right. And it wasn't until 2010 that I realized, oh, I'm a sex addict because it ruined my marriage. It ruined relationships that I had. And just short version is I was kind of groomed or built to be a sex addict. And it took me years to realize that there's something wrong with that to just using women for my own pleasure. So. Okay. And now, obviously, I don't want to, I guess, would you call yourself reformed if that's the case? Or are you still in progress? Or is this something that is, I guess, a lifelong journey in terms of change, growth, maturity? Yeah, it's, it, it is, it is lifelong. And so it's more of, I recognize what I am. I recognize mm -hmm. to see patterns and triggers that'll get me to do things. Um, it's similar to, or the triggers are kind of similar to being a drug addict to where if you have a bad day, you're bored, you're lonely, um, you want to feel good about yourself, you just go out and get it in. The difference is that there's nothing physical that you can see that can tell, oh, hey, he's, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, you can tell that. Mm -hmm. You can tell someone's a drug addict, but a sex addict, you can't see. There's nothing on them physically unless they get an STD or an STI. But otherwise, you can't tell. So I saw as nothing's wrong with me. I'm, I'm fine. I look good. I'm this, that, and the other. Um, I'm just going out and getting laid because the old lady is, you know, being a prude and it's been three days. So I'm not going to have that. So I'd go hook up with someone else. She'd find out. Yeah. You know, I, this is my early 20s. So, okay, yeah, yeah. so when I got, so let, let me backtrack a little. So when I was on AOL, 12 hours was a dry spell. Oh my so God. By, the, by the time I woke up, I would have someone knocking on my door. Hey, you know, come in to see me or I'd yeah. have something scheduled. So anything more than a full day was just what the hell is going on? I'm, I'm slowing down. Um, that was also because I was in this mindset that I want to reach to a thousand females. Like I got to get to a thousand. Um, really? Yeah. So going back with, with that, with who I am as, as a base or how my identity was to approach this, realizing that I'm a sex addict and also realizing that, Hey, I don't need to have sex to validate myself or feel better. Um, <clears throat> like I understand I'm attractive. Like I'm in a scale from one to 10, I'm somewhere more than half, but less than 10. So I use it to my advantage. I have this bad boy look and I know females go for that. So I exploit that. Um, but I also know that using women just for sex is I'm not making an emotional connection. I'm not um, doing them any favors. I'm not doing myself any favors by just having sex because it's not, it's gratifying physically in the moment. But once I'm done, I'm like, why did I even do this with her? It's, it's, it's a waste. I don't like her. She's not as attractive as I'd like her to be, whatever. So then now I have to deal with someone I don't want to deal with as um, peacefully as, as easily as I can placate them to not come out with the me too accusation or also not to have them too attached to me that they want to see a future relationship with me. Okay. okay. And now I guess my question is now that you've kind of seen that, understand that and you're growing from that to like, I guess have more of a, a normal or more positive relationship with women. Um, have you, I guess, since then, I'm assuming you've been in more gratifying relationships mm -hmm. since. 
and yes. like how how has it differed for you in terms of being now in a happier emotionally attached relationship with a woman before when they were compared to before when they were i guess more empty yes um so let's see my so my wife passed away four years ago we were together wow. my second wife um and that and we were together for a little over four years so she and i had the best relationship that i've had um a lot of our friends on mm -hmm. social media would tag us oh um relationship goals and be jealous i mm -hmm. sat down one day and we i did the math and i think we did more in four years than the average couples do in two two decades because we went out every mm -hmm. night of the week and not going out partying or drinking. There was some going to bars and clubs, but it would be going out to eat with friends for a friend's birthday, someone's anniversary, a friend's uh, child's mm -hmm. birthday party, um, a uh, art gala. We were also in roller derby, so that took up a lot of our time. Um, and then of course, whenever we were in the off season, then yeah, we'd fill up some of that time with bars or going salsa dancing or whatever. So we were always out and about doing things together, but at the same time, we didn't have to be holding hands or be attached at the hip. We could go to a bar, be at opposite ends and still have a good time, meet up with each other every now and again and still just um, have that fulfillment. Yeah, that enjoyment, that fulfillment because we knew that our, our hearts, our desires, our love for each other was unbreakable. And we even had a few threesomes and a couple of foursomes together while we were still married or actually when we were dating and then got married, so. Okay, well, first of all, wow. I just wanna give condolences for your loss because yeah. like especially just the thought of like losing somebody who you'd consider like so so close to you and, like essentially the love of your life i'm sorry for that loss like i would never wish yeah. that oh no know. yeah i've going through it i yeah it's not something not even on terrorists i would not wish this on anyone yeah so yeah and it sounds like you guys had something so beautiful as well so that is definitely you know if if that was what was meant to be at least you got to experience those beautiful moments with her um i mean i am forever it seems like i'm forever complaining on this podcast like because i'm single and i'm looking for that i'm looking for someone to go to the bars with and dance the salsa and have the fun and since you are also a relationship guru what would you give to you know the average jane you know who feels like just it's not happening you know what i mean right. like i one thing i do see is that you know a lot of online dating is going on right now like did you meet her via online did you meet her in person and what would you what kind of relationship advice would you give to a single woman in her 30s you know who you know is just looking for something serious so the difficulty i've found because i've also been kind of like a relation or more of a um Martian translator, like uh, the men are from Mars, women for <laughs> Venus. So I would yeah. translate what my female friends in roller derby would be asking about whatever a guy was telling them. But I was getting one side. I was getting the female version of what a male said. And then even then with the males, um, it also depends on their age. Like uh, millennials typically are uh, conflict averse for, for one thing. And then another, most millennials that I know are raised by single mothers. So they have somewhat feminine traits in that they're not assertive enough. They're not going to say, Hey, yeah, I want to do this. Um, so, so, so there's age groups you got to take and consider cause you're in, you're in your thirties. You might have better luck with older males that are at least 35 and up. I'm just hypothetically because regions also have, a, um, regions, locations have a, um, impact on that. So for example, in San Antonio, there's not a female I know that could, could land a guy 
to stay with them more than a week or two. Like it was just a hookup culture there. But once some of my friends moved out of San Antonio to Dallas or to Houston, they got into relationships within a few months. So it could be a location issue with you. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what it's like in Canada or where in Canada you guys are, <laughs> but it could be just um, location for one. The second part I would say to that is when you're going out, you also have to realize that males are going out there just to get it in. They, they're not so many are looking for relationships because it's so easy. There's the whole, uh, why buy the cow and you can get the milk for free. For sure. So, so there's that mentality you got to deal with, with the males that they're mostly just trying to get it in. And if you give it up, then you're in this category of easy. Don't have to, uh, work. Or she's going to give it to me whenever I want or until I find something new. Mm. Um, I'm guessing you might be in that cycle. I don't know. But then again, if you hold out too long, um, then the guys will be like, oh, she's a prude. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's acting stuck up, whatever. And then you lose the interest of the male. So you have to present yourself as a good, wholesome relationship female, a wife, a significant other. So I don't know how you dress when you go out and about. But usually when I, um, when I'm out going around looking for females, either to back up the way I work is I don't date. I don't, I don't just start seeing you and I'm going to start dating you now. Cause Oh, Hey, you're attractive. I like you. This and the other, I'm going to see you. I have this girl I met seven months ago that, you know, has been on the back burner. I'm going to keep seeing this other female that I just met. She's a waitress and I'm gonna keep hanging out with this attorney that I know and see you, each one of you once a week, twice a week, whatever allows see how the relationship goes. What I usually look for personally is that seeing how crazy, what your crazy to hotness level is, because you can be fine for a month or two, but come the holidays and come Valentine's, that's when I'm gonna find out how crazy you really are. Ah, I'm they're, dying. They, the I'm crazy dying she's single. I am in a committed relationship mm -hmm. and my boyfriend uses that term all the time, the crazy to hotness scale. Mm -hmm. of like like our does does it does it balance does it balance because if mm -hmm. it's a it, little it's... too much on this side then like <laughs> and I just, just to hear it again i'm just like oh my god mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a real thing this is a real thing that men are calculating actively <laughs> not all men some some men think more with their dicks than they do with their head um some don't care they just want to be able to show off a hot attractive female like, oh yeah, look at this model or look at this IG thought or whoever they're with. They're more happy to just show off someone that's hot than someone of substance. So right. the way I would suggest to, for you to find a guy is always dress like you're going to church. Pastel colors, muted colors, nothing flashy. Look like you're somebody's wife. Look how you present yourself like a doctor's wife, an attorney's wife, where, you know, a guy that approaches you, he better not be in a t-shirt and ripped up jeans. He's, he's right. needs, he ought to come at you with not just respect, but at least then you'll know, Hey, you're setting the bar here of what you're expecting and what you want. And the, you're going to have to find the guys or the guys will find you that are on that level or somewhere near there. Because but if you're dressed in, mm -hmm. yeah, because if you're dressed, you're looking like a thought and then psh, I don't have to pay attention to her. I don't have to commit to her or do anything more than maybe take her to a semi-fancy restaurant like Olive Garden or Red Lobster, maybe something a tier higher than that. But, you know, other than that, I don't know what else you're doing when you're dating in your relationship seeking uh, quest or adventure. You know, are you on, are you on um, 
dating apps or are you trying to meet people in person? Although, of course, Canada is still locked down, so it'll be difficult. Well, that we're way. opening up now. We're starting to open up, yeah. thankfully. Like, uh, we've got the patios and whatnot. So, yeah, I've been trying to, like, get out there. But this is the thing. It's mostly done online still because mm -hmm. you, you meet someone online and then you go out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then you look for something to do, which is going out. You know what I mean? So not a lot of opportunity, I, I find, because we're not fully opened up yet. Like, once we're fully, you know, everyone can just dine in as well, whatever, go to clubs, blah, 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 blah. You know, I feel like more of the in-person meeting will happen. But there's a lot of... A lot of online right now. <laughs> it's not, it's well, a war out here. Well, I was gonna, I wanted to ask you actually about the double standard because you're okay. mentioning, you know, if you're dating a woman, like just generally dating and there is, you know, a woman in your back pocket, a woman in your front pocket, a woman from the other week and a woman from a while ago, how would you feel dating a woman who is perhaps in that same situation? Like she met a guy a week ago that she's still dating. There's a guy from three months ago still in her DMs begging for a date. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> he's also going out with you. Like how how would you feel in that roster? I wouldn't attach feelings to it. Like if she has a roster, mm -hmm. that's fine. If she tries to flaunt it or show it off to me like, oh, well, if you don't commit to me, um, you know, I got this other guy or I got this lawyer. Bye. Fine. Fuck off. Like I really, it doesn't matter to me enough to invest because that's why I date this way. So I don't get emotionally invested in any one particular female till I see that they are going to follow my lead. Like I, the way I grew up, I grew up in, you know, traditional gender roles. That's what I expect in my relationships. I don't expect anybody else to live that way. I don't expect anyone else to do that. That's their own personal prerogative. But if you want to date me and have those relationship goals and have be the envy of all your female friends, you're going to follow my rules. You're going to follow my game plan because okay. I know how to make it work. I know how to make a successful relationship be to where um, you're the envy of your friends because none of their boyfriends or husbands do or behave in a relationship the way I do. But when I'm not in a relationship, none of y'all matter. And that's fair. That's absolutely valid because going going into this whole gender role, because I personally find myself for the most part at like traditional, I guess, for example, like traditional woman, I say that in very loose quotations because as much as that is, I have a very open and liberal mindset. But when it comes to specifically dating, um, I do like and respect the man that does take the lead, but do they also take the other things that come with it? Because usually in a traditional mindset of a woman kind of falling back on the man and I'm like, you know, letting them be that leader, being that head of the situation, are they also the provider for that situation? Mm -hmm. like, I, I personally resent the fact simp I think it's been thrown around left, right, and center and has been misused and abused and used to describe men who actually treat women with kindness and respect within the aspects of a relationship and then calling them a sin by mm -hmm. like, oh, you 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 pay take out your girlfriend, you pay for a lunch, or you buy her an occasional present, you're a simp. And it's like hmm. May I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, you know? <laughs> Well, no, because I've heard simp, but the way I'm hearing it, at least, I don't know if it's a different region or just where I'm seeing online, but simp 
what I'm hearing is more of a beta male, a male that's like, ooh, you know, she's hot, she's cute, and he's sliding in her DMs, he's paying for OnlyFans. It's not that he has a relationship with her, he's just, he wants a relationship with her, and he'll throw money at her whenever he can to try to win her attention or affection with money instead of being a man of substance, being a man, instead of being a male child or an adult male child. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that definition, but I find that, I don't know, I guess here in like Toronto, Canada, it's almost like you do something nice for a woman, you're considered a sin. You you, you want to hmm. take your girl out or buy her a lavish gift or buy her this or whatever, you're a sin. You want to keep her happy, you're a sin. And it's like, do you guys not want happy or positive hmm. relationships? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and so yeah, I wanted to know like if it applied to across the border as well right hmm. and like i do hear that too I, a lot sorry to quickly chime in on that i do sure. hear the simp conversation a lot but i more often hear it's just men judging other men on how they're treating their woman so i don't i don't like it and i think it's so like toxic masculinity because us women, we're never going to call a man. I will never call a man a simp for doing something good for a woman. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's like, that's being a gentleman, you know, or you're doing something, you're taking her out, you're spoiling her, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be a given in every situation, but like, I find that that's more like male to male banter, you know? And it's just, hmm. I just, I am not, I don't, I don't support it. But anyways, let us know if you have come into that cochino. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've I've seen some of that, but I wasn't called a simp. So there was something on Reddit. Um, I forgot what the question or the comment was, but I replied that, you know, yeah, in a relationship or even, even sorry, even when I'm just going out on dates. So if, if, if I met you, Hilda, on just a random place, we're going to go out on a date. I, I would tell you beforehand, you don't touch door handles. You don't, when you sit down, I'm going to pull out your chair. And that's how it's going to go. Whether or not we have sex, whether or not whatever is going on, that's how I'm going to treat you. I, I was raised to be essentially a Southern gentleman, but then also my finishing school, what I went through with my dad and with um, all the sex stuff that I did, I jokingly call myself the chivalrous chauvinist because, you know, <laughs> I will be, you know, courteous and everything to you. But when it comes to the bedroom, we're going to do what I want and what I say. Uh -oh. So it's, it's going to be, so it's like two sides of a coin. You have to be able to balance everything in your life, who you are in public, who you are in, in the bedroom. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Right. So I was, I was made fun of once, like I said, or, or I didn't uh, clarify. Says, so yeah, she's not going to touch door handles and I'm going to pull out her chair. And then a bunch of guys commented, oh, well, what if she goes to the restroom? Are you going to go to the restroom and open the door for her? Oh, you're, you know, you're a fag. You're this, oh, you're that. On. And I'm like, fine, you can call whatever you want. I'm getting it in. Gonna, Why are you on this subreddit? I was going to say, I'm like, I'm getting my dick sucked while, while you are out here, you know, keep crying here, calling me a loser. Yeah. And if I, like, I hate that. That's, that's so annoying. Oh my gosh. But now that you kind of talked about being, you know, a gentleman in the streets and a freak in the sheets, I think maybe we should have perhaps pivot. And I want to talk more about, I guess, the kink element of the whole dating and relationship, because Mm -hmm. Like, people, I don't know, people are very taboo about the topic. People automatically assume, like, if you have a kink, it's something weird and untalkable, or it's something basic, like, oh, he likes feet, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like almost everybody has some sort of kink, one way or another, whether it ranges from 
mild to like extreme. And I just wanted to get, I guess, your your initial thoughts on it. And I know Hilda, Hilda's going to have too many questions. Too many questions. <laughs> Not even. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's fine. Please, please come with the questions because I want to be able to get this out there. I want to make this a little more mainstream. So what I mean by like relationship and dating advice with the kink twist isn't so much to get someone to be into kink or even admit their kinks. It's more of having open dialogue about sex. So in the kink community... Before any play scene, play or scene happens, depending on where you're at or what you call it. But essentially, when two consenting adults that are into kink decide they want to do something together, they're going to define their boundaries. They're going to say what their expectations are as far as safety. Uh, there's going to be some safe words involved. So there's going to be a discussion, even if it's a rudimentary, hey, I don't like you biting my nipples and don't slap my face. You know, if, if it's something just short and sweet like that and my safe word is red. Fine. We can go in and have fun, do whatever we want. But right. in a vanilla relationship, there's a lot of times that I know from my female friends that they're having complaints or problems with their boyfriends that they can't get them off, that they can't climax during sex with them, but they're faking orgasms just to get it over with, just to be done with sex because I saw the look on your face, but girls do this, females do this a lot. Yeah, and God, I yes. ask them, okay, why are you complaining that your boyfriend doesn't get you off if you're not explaining to him what you like? Like, right. I have no problem telling you, hey, get on your knees and lick from the base. Just stay there. <laughs> she will be that. She will just like, ooh, ah, and then just be done. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are you faking an orgasm? All you're doing is training him to think that whatever is not working is working. working. And he's going to keep doing that in perpetuity until you break up with him or cheat on him. Right. Right. Well, mm -hmm. I usually, like, Hildiva, she's heard me say this millions of times on the show. And I usually have the saying that, like, if a man has to ask you if you've came yet, he's not doing it right. But I absolutely agree in terms of like sex is a two person sport. You're not masturbating, mm -hmm. you're not by yourself. It's like two person, you know, moment. And therefore you should be able to communicate whether like it's a man saying like, go slower, go faster, be more gentle. Or like you said, like, don't bite my nipples, don't slap my face. A woman should also be able to communicate but i personally find from past personal experiences that when you try to communicate sometimes with men about what you're doing like oh hold up or that's a little too much i don't know if it's just the younger heads about it but like i feel almost as if um they're like oh no 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 don't say anything i know what i know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing don't worry don't worry i got you and then they just keep doing the same nothing and so then you do get fed up and you're like oh let me just fake this and get it over with but like i don't know compared to a more real man who's into actually having sex with women because i have i don't know i i hate saying it like that but like i feel like when you're having sex with another person you're aware of how they're feeling how they're reacting how, how, like what, like is their body contracting or expanding and certain like you should be able to feel and acknowledge and see those type of physical reactions and understand like okay i'm doing something that they look like as aside from just even the verbal because i don't know young guys don't listen if, if you tell them slow, oh no 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 hold on hold on they keep going fast and then they bust the nut and then you know it's over for them they got their mm -hmm. stuff off and then they're rolling over like, oh, did you come, baby? And you're just like, I don't know. 
So, One... yeah. No, say what you're going to say. Just real quick, as I, I um, train of thought, um, trying to figure out a way to, a politer way to word this. But essentially, um, I've been hearing from a lot of my female friends lately in the past year is that most guys are one and done, like for the night. And I right. didn't realize that was a thing. I thought it was like, you'd go at least twice. Why would you just stop at one? You're already naked. Um, some, well, that's the thing. Some guys, some guys really are just like, get it in, get it out. That's what they're all about. And you're just, and part of the, because here's my thing. My whole thing is like, depending on the person, depending on the moment, whoever it is, if you want, like, if you're having a good time and you're very turned on, especially if a woman has not orgasmed, like, they will have sex multiple times, you know, because I don't know for men, but for at least women, there's different, like, levels of orgasms that you can have. So it's like, you can have, like, a little orgasm, go again, get another one, go again, and whatever. But, like, once guys kind of get it in, they get themselves off, they're done, and then the woman's just left, like, well, fuck, I have to go home to my vibrator. Like, why did, why did I leave my house, <laughs> you know? And... It's, it's just shocking. Like, there's very few men that can actually be like, you know what, let's get it in. Okay, let's take a break, drink some water, come back, let's do it again. You think you're going to sleep? Joke's on you, let's do it again. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, okay, great. <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm not sure the best way, I guess how I'm trying to word it, the best way to communicate to a man in particular that like, I want to be heard in the bedroom and that doesn't make you less of a man. You please see me correctly. Oh no, I, I agree with that. I would suggest or recommend that when you're in the moment, when you're getting close or whatever it is, just throw in daddy. Just say daddy, daddy do this. Mm. He, he might bust on that right then and there, but at least he'll know, <laughs> hey, you have your his undivided attention and you're okay, you want me to do what? Choke, okay. Just tap me when I'm squeezing too hard on your neck or yeah. You know, whatever um but that's what the other point of bringing kink into normal relationships is where you'll have these discussions beforehand outside of sex so you're not offended um i think it would right. work best in a relationship where you're saying okay look i love it that you go down on me i love that you'd like to do that i love that you do x y or z next time could you do me a favor and suck on my clit or keep your tongue on it or do the alphabet whatever it is you know works for you or you want them to you, use three fingers instead of one or two or whatever you know bring that up during <clears throat> sorry my camera's gonna go out again because it's super hot in the oh, studio yeah. here so no no um <clears throat> train of thought so having those conversations outside of the bedroom relieves attention that you would have because um or at least on the male side where he'll be very defensive. Oh, you don't like it when I do this. Oh, I don't like to do that. So I'd recommend, or it's like that uh, compliment sandwich where you start with a compliment, say, yeah. hey, you know, I'd appreciate if you did something more, this, less, whatever, what you, what you want done and then finish it. And I would love, you know, I also love this X, Y, or Z that you do to me, for me. Um, and then also end it with the question like, okay, is there anything I could do better? Do you like it when I'm on my knees? Do you prefer me to be laying on top of you? Do you prefer 69? Like, how do you prefer when I go down on you? So when you flip the conversation, now it takes away that uh, uh, defensiveness, <laughs> the, de the edge, yeah. the defensiveness, yeah. the animosity, the hostility, and you're making it be an actual conversation versus an accusation or um, attacking his manhood that he can't get you off. That's true. That's like true. The I also, 
Yeah, I also was gonna say, um, like in past relationships for me, I've, because my personal philosophy on sex is this, I'll just put it out there that like, I feel like sex is the one place in a human's life where we really should be just uninhibited and we can really finally return to our place as animals. Like, you know what I mean? The bedroom should be where we turn out, you know, like we go home, we go to school, we go to work, we're in the office, we're all being all human all day. And then at night, the freaks come out, you know what I mean? So I, but I've noticed that a lot of the guys that I had been with, like once I hit 25, I was kind of like, that's when I really had that mentality. I was a big prude before that. But like a lot of guys I'd attract were not into that. So it was frustrating for me, like being willing to try new things or like being curious about different kinks and stuff, but not finding a partner who is kinky. Like I even had one guy that like, spanking was weird to him, like choking weird. Like, I don't know if you're laughing or coughing. Sorry, I, I, I was I was trying to hold a laugh in. I apologize. <laughs> No. Okay, okay, just making sure. I don't know. I don't COVID going around. So you're nicer than me because I'm just straight <laughs> laughing. Like, oh but like, goodness. yes, these people exist that think like that is weird. Wow. Like, I remember my ex had looked at me like I had ten heads when I told him, like, okay, now slap me or whatever, and it was like I felt stupid and weird, you know. And it's like, how do you? A, where do you find these people? People, <laughs> kinky people, and B, or how do you? get someone else comfortable with that. I don't know if you can, you know what I mean? Like, is that something you've ever had to do? Kind of introduce your dark side. I don't know what you want to call it. Animalistic side. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Cause before you answer Gail, I was going to say like, that was going to be my next question. Like if you do have particular things that you're interested in, whether it's including toys in the bedroom, whether it's um, including, I don't know, BDSM, including, I don't know, foot fucking like whatever it, it happens to be like funny clothes like how do you introduce that especially when you know people can be so vanilla and can be like mm -hmm. like i don't know like how do you introduce that without like like how they said like without feeling stupid or like somebody looking at you with like 10 heads like you want me to what <laughs> so my recommendation is it's difficult because I'm coming from the male perspective, but mm -hmm. for you, I would suggest, well, not suggest, but I, I would say first own your kinks. Don't be afraid of them. Don't let mm -hmm. someone else make you feel bad about them or even turn you off from wanting to try something just because someone says, or is a prude and says something, ew, you know, says whatever they say to you, you're entitled to whatever your feelings are. Now, no one else has to listen to them or follow them, but you are completely entitled to them. You're entitled to say, you know what? I want, like you say, you want to get slapped in the face. You want your hair pulled. You want to feel like your hair is going to be pulled out, whatever. You you want to feel X, Y, or Z. And that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly normal. It's perfectly healthy. To be able to find these people, you'll be more, more likely to find them on a website called FetLife.com. <clears throat> it's essentially like, <laughs> really? it's essentially... It's essentially kinky Facebook. Um, yeah, before, like yeah, it, it's it's a fetish site where you can find people that are in different groups. Um, they have what's called, uh, or just in general, it's called munches, where you meet up in person for a lunch or a brunch somewhere. It's in a vanilla setting, and you're just introducing and meeting people. Oh, hey, you know, I'm 
Gallo, I'm a Dom, I'm into this, I'm into that. Um, sometimes the people in the group like, oh, hey, you know, we have another guy that's a, a rope master. If you want to take some classes with him, he does a workshop, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's a networking thing mm. where it could also be to find a new partner, but you could, you, this, the point of it is to just find other like-minded people. And there's also groups online. You can just have chats. Um, the only difference between Facebook and FetLife now is you can see nudity. Um, okay. Before, or at least now, there's a lot of social, uh, political stuff. And there is kind of like a underlying current of racism. So it's a mostly white site. Um, um, and they don't like vocalize, oh, hey, I hate blacks. I hate browns. I hate whatever. It's more of like, oh, you're one of those. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we could... Yeah, yeah, you can come to our party. You know, there's, there's just things that you just, you got to read between the lines to figure out where you're welcome and where you're tolerated. And uh -huh. you don't want to be somewhere where you're tolerated. I, I'm sure you understand that as people of color, we, we've been uh -huh. through that, you know, yeah. every day of our life or at least once a week or whatever. For sure. Mm -hmm. so. For sure. For sure. And I was going to quickly ask too, can you just for our viewers, because honest to God, for me before Craigslist, and when back when Craigslist used to have their um, personal pages, mm -hmm. I didn't know what a song, uh, um, you know, a sub was, a dom was, a, you know, <laughs> a BBW, a FWB, like blah, 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 blah. Like there's so many acronyms, but can you just kind of clarify for people who are vanilla, living their little happy vanilla ice cream life? <laughs> what is a sub? What is a dom? What does it mean to be either? So basically a sub is a submissive person that um, there, there's varying degrees. Some of them want to be degraded and humiliated. They, they want someone to tell them, hey, I want you to clean my toilet with your tongue. There's going to be a higher level where there's brats, where they're inclined to do what you say, but they're going to be like a bratty little sister that, you know, they're going to push boundaries to uh, essentially they want to get spanked. Um, and so you have to, uh, as a dom, your job is to give instruction or commands, depending on what the dynamic is. And a subset of being a sub, there's also slaves in that you're going to tell them everything they're allowed to do. You can only go to the restroom between 7.05 and 7.22 p.m. Uh, you're only going to allow to eat 400 calories per meal, whatever. Like they, it can be so minute versus, or sorry, so minute in what the, sorry, what the slave is allowed to do versus what a sub they can just kind of do whatever they want you agree that there's going to be a safe word so sorry i was rambling but a sub is going to be someone that's submissive listens to takes orders or direction from a dom and a dom their position isn't just to be in control or lording over someone it's also to take care and ensure that that person is safe and having a good time mm, i love it and um i guess like well, because like I, I know like a small subset of this whole dom and sub world of kink, but there's different, I guess there's different, I guess, variations of this dom sub relationship. So like usually there's dom sub that's just only exists in the bedroom. There are people who take it outside of the bedroom and use it in their everyday life. There are doms who are just like financial doms where literally their subs are there and they say like, you only like they'll budget their life and control how they spend their money and when they give money and when not. Um, there's like errand slaves or errand subs where literally the, how they serve you is 
like you said, like cleaning out the toilet with their tongue, <laughs> running errands, doing their groceries, all types of stuff. It's the, and it's it's interesting to to really explore and to understand because that that world in itself, a lot of people that I've found when like I have personal conversations with friends, family, whoever about this topic and it comes up, like they don't grasp how how particular it can be and like when when and where it's appropriate or when it's where it's welcome with somebody's I guess with somebody's kink or when they're pos- like participating because it's it is still a two-person participation mm-hmm. so and both people are supposed to be having a good time yes indeed and a fun safe trusting time is, right. is the key to all of it right because I find that like some people will think like Oh, well, I'm a dom. I can do this and I can do that. And like, sometimes you don't have the heart to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like you said, it's not fun or like safe for them, fun for you and nobody's enjoying it. But like, they just want to experience the aspect of controlling somebody in some way. Yeah. And that's the dark side to the kink community. The worst thing that happened to kink in general is Fifty Shades of Grey because mm-hmm. that created a subset or a subgenre where it's okay to not listen to safe words and essentially in the book and in the movie by not listening to a safe word the king community sees that as rape it's not it's not a violation it's not a i mean it is a violation but it's not a it's not something lighthearted. um i I understand that mainstream media saw that or portrayed it as oh it was the sex or the interaction was so hot he couldn't resist himself and he had to keep going but -hmm. if you just take out the kink if you took out the kink and you just put that in in the real world or in a courtroom, that's rape. That guy's gonna get convicted, more likely than not. Absolutely. So and do you do you think that conditioned people to see like scenes like that where it's non-consensual and or like violations being there? Do you think that's encouraging rape culture and, and burying it using like the under the guise of of kink and BDSM? Yes, actually that was the impetus for me to start my podcast is during COVID last year, seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok where friends and submissives that I know were posting and essentially complaining about fake doms or pretend doms that they would say things along the lines of, oh, I don't need a safe word because I know what I'm doing. Or if you were a real sub, you don't need a safe word because I know what, what you need and you need to push your boundaries or whatever. So essentially the the what this created was also females that are interested in kink they want to try it out they fall under some random dom and now they get abused violated whatever and now they don't want anything to do with kink because of one bad experience right and personally i see kink as uh, a layman's therapy because you're working through some type of trauma or event in your life that you normalized or can't process and you process it through sex or a sexually um not incited sexually charged situation right okay interesting I don't know yeah that way but I'm I, was, I was actually gonna say this like um you kind of jogged um a narrative that i wanted to touch on which is the idea of you know the lady in the streets the freak in the sheets okay mm-hmm. so and i think it does apply with 
um, obviously kink for sure, right? Um, but like what I experienced is like with a lot of guys, um, you know, let's say I'm dating somebody and then the topic of sex comes up, you know, I try not to obviously go into that right away. But for me, it's important. For example, like for a man, mm -hmm. like if you're not going down, like get out of town. You know what I mean? Because I've been in relationships with men like that, like that will not go down at the time. At the time, I wasn't willing to either. So I was like, OK, whatever. No pressure, no pressure. But like, like I said, I grew as a woman. I evolved. So if you don't go down, like, mm -mm, you know what I mean? And. I notice though, when I have these honest conversations with men, the same men that will say a lady in the street, a freak in the sheets, the moment you as a woman let your guard down and kind of let them know, okay, you know what? I am into kink or I like rough sex or I like something a little bit that's not like, you know, a princess on her pillow. The man will treat you right away like, oh, okay, so, you know, like, for example, I went on a date with a guy after we had a conversation like that immediately goes to grabbing my butt. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, that does not just because I'm into certain things or I've expressed, you know, my needs, I'm able to communicate my sexual needs. It doesn't make you like it doesn't automatically give you permission to manhandle me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At any moment in time, it's like they can they want a lady in the street and a freak in the sheets. But the moment they find out you're a freak in the sheets, they're freaking in the streets. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. So it's like, I find that some men are like hard of hearing. You know what I mean? Like they just get so excited either that they just, they automatically brand you as a freak. You know what I mean? And mm. they want to give you that treatment, even though they want a lady. I want, they want the wife type, but the moment they know like, what I can do, what they, they think that, you know what I mean? Like they take it to another level. So like, how should women navigate that? You know what I mean? Or those type of men? I don't know what to say. Um, well, so with that situation, I'm going to guess, and, and I'm just going off of experiences I've had, because what you just said is similar to a lot of, well, probably a handful of female friends that mm -hmm. they've gone through that. Either they grab their breasts, they grab their ass, or, you know, they try to choke them in public or grab their hair, just, just, you know, pushing boundaries essentially. But at the same time, they're not getting consent and, what right. the three i guess pillars of kink is safety consent and trust you're not going to have all three without if you're missing one you're not going to have the rest it's just not going to work mm -hmm. um what i would what i'm going to guess is that these males are under 30 probably 22 to 27 the guy the guy that did this um and I don't think education plays a role in either way whether they went to college or not they still have this entitlement this um uh boys locker room thing which i think is fine in the boys locker room but doing it in public you know that that defeats the purpose of having the locker room right <clears throat> excuse me one second yeah no problem no problem um so in dealing with that in the future i would suggest recommend that when you bring that conversation up that it's in person not over the phone or not over text because they can't um mm -hmm. gauge reactions they can't get um, cause it, over text, everything can be kind of bland. It, it can be, it's subject to how someone wants to infer whatever you said versus right. what you mean. So your tone, yeah. yeah, your tone is important to see in person. So where if you were wearing that pastel dress, the, you know, going to look like you're going to church, wherever you're at with this guy, then he's like, okay, so she is a lady out here. She's just letting me know what she wants in the bedroom. Right. And I think that might change your reaction. Yeah, you're gonna have to go on Sunday shopping now, okay? Like this is crazy. Go to, go to thrift stores. <laughs> I, this this is a thrift store I, I, shirt. I don't buy shit new. 
I feel like <laughs> I feel like when I hear like when I hear like Sunday dressing, like I personally, I I, I kind of get it in the sense that like okay, you're dressing modestly, you're not showing off, you know, cleavage, it's not short skirts or whatever. And I usually like a nice meaty dress, something that has a bit of a higher neckline, but mm -hmm. still accentuates like my shape because yes. I like my shape. I look yeah. cute. Yeah, don't hide your shape. Don't 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 hide that. Just yeah. be modest Just about it. Center, yeah. center, center, yeah. goody, essentially. Okay. Or, well, or like a teacher. Something right. Yeah. I like to be spicy though. I love my no, spicy clothes. Like, but damn. You know, I I get it though because here's the thing: when you're covering it up, you're leaving it to the imagination of the man. And if well, of course, of course, you, you're on his mind, which is what you want to be. Which kind of leads into my my next question because we're kind of running winding down on time, but I want to ask you, and I feel like this is important for Hildiva, for any other girls who are single looking for a man trying to get him cuffed, whatever. Um, what what and or when is the deciding factor for a man? to be like, okay, I'm done dating Susie, Sharon, Lisa, and Michelle, and I just want to be with Sylvia. And I'm going to drop, like, what goes through a man's mind when they transition in like, okay, you know what? All these girls are great, but like, I have great sex with this one girl. We have great chemistry or relationship. I would like to pursue this further and, and make this an exclusive relationship. Hmm, so, Again, my dating method or the way I approach is distinct from most people. Like everyone I tell this to is just, it seems weird, but it makes sense when I explain the whole thing. Right. So normally when I, when I am out and about dating, um, I try to get it in like before the second date. If, if I have to wait to the second date, then I'm pro it's not going to work because sex is important to me. And I need to figure out if we're sexually compatible before I see or take the time to figure out if we're emotionally everything else compatible personality and all this other stuff mm -hmm. um because yes sex is you know, my junk is going to stop working at some point if i just get old it's not gonna i'm gonna need pills whatever right mm -hmm. um so i want to have as much fun as i can now so when it's when we're down the road later yeah we had oh yeah i remember back that time we went into that dumpster behind the movie theater and <laughs> damn i wish i could like squat that low again whatever right yeah. you know yeah, when you're in your I 70s totally get it understandable so you have to be able to have a conversation with someone they have to have intelligence they have to you know there's there's all these things that i look for so first it's sexual compatibility so then that's how you get in the harem where you're one of you could be the only one or you could be one remember, of four or five remember the team on yeah the team harem whatever on the bench yeah. you know i have i don't want to sound so promiscuous but Anyways, um, so yeah, I have these other females I see, I date, you know, sometimes we just hang out, go out to eat. Sometimes we just meet up for sex. Sometimes we do both. Right. Um, and so in that year that I spend dating them, I see how they are, how they behave, what they're, how they treat their family, how they are with others. And so there's some intangibles, like some X factor that, okay, I definitely want to date her, but I still have to wait, or I personally going to wait at least till Christmas or Valentine's to see how they act okay. um, around those times. Because a lot of times what I get around Valentine's is that, oh, I made it to Valentine's. Now we're going to be monogamous. Whether I've seen her for two months or I've seen her for nine or ten, they assume, oh, I made it to the Valentine's Day. It's that just me and you. Girlfriend. But here, here's the thing is I don't yeah. celebrate Valentine's. I don't okay. buy anything. I don't do anything. I don't buy flowers. Uh, didn't do it with my wife, either wife. Um, because with both of them, I felt like we you show love year round. 
Of course. You yeah. do it one particular day, you're just overpaying for stupid shit mm -hmm. that, you know, flowers are going to die, teddy bears are going to collect dust or end up in the trash. It's the retailers uh, making the know. money, really. They're, yeah. they're lucking out. <laughs> so that's one, that's kind of one of the reasons, like I said, I, I filter out the crazy. I got to make sure and see how they're going to behave, that they're not going to turn into like some type of bridezilla or girlfriendzilla or whatever that they want a relationship. Um, so once I see, okay, yeah, she's cool. She's funny. She's smart. She's attractive. Don't worry, take your drink. No, it's just a burp. Sorry, I've been oh. drinking soda. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so looking for the intangibles, looking for the things that I want in a relationship. Another thing is they have to have a really twisted sense of humor because I just... I, I, I laugh at really fucked up things, but um, so sense of humor is another thing that I have to kind of get behind and she's got to have an hourglass figure to even start. Oh, there we go again. Um, so like I said, um, hourglass figure is usually what I look for and I'm not into skinny females. Usually I look for say size six to size 18, but they have to have like a defined hourglass. Like, their chest and ass got to be further out than their belly. If their tits are sitting on their belly or their belly is equal to, I'm, I'm not even going to pay attention to them. But um, so there's there's a lot of things. But once I decide I want that, I'll drop the others. So, hey, you know what? Uh, this isn't going to work out for whatever reason. Um, and also in that time, in the two months, 10 months, 11 months that I've been seeing these females, I have a better idea of, okay, What's the best way to break up with them? Of course, it's going to be in person, but she some of them you can just you can just say, "Hey, you know this isn't working, or we're not going to work out. I'm going to date somebody else," or you got to go through this whole long diatribe. Look, you're attractive. You're this. You're that. You're gorgeous. We're just not a good fit, and you just got to kind of give them like a sermon as to why they're great, but I'm not ready for them. Wow, I'm really learning here. I'm learning because, like, I love it, girl. Take wow. note. Take note. I feel like you came for my pearls right now. Snatch my pearls. I wonder how many men were like dating me, like looking like, okay, it's Christmas. What's this bitch going to do? Like, <laughs> do you know I did not even know that was a thing. I, I don't think other guys do this. I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm unique. I'm just giving you my perspective. Okay, I haven't talked okay. to guys what they do. I don't like sit there. Hey, how'd you pick your girlfriend? Some guys oh, just yeah. pick them just because, you know, well, no, she doesn't say no to head. It's but it's not the first time I've heard of this. But, that's why. That, oh, okay. I was going to say those are all valid reasons, whether it's like she don't give head, whether I want to see if she's crazy at Christmas or whatever. Because like with my partner, when we were dating, we started um, Christmas was like literally around like we were just casually dating, but like, you know, entertaining other people. There were other girls there were other guys, whatever. But like Christmas came around and I dodged that holiday like the plague just because of, like. <laughs> I don't want you to think that like I'm seeing you as the one because I got you a Christmas gift. And same thing for Valentine's Day. Like Valentine's Day, I was like, ooh, like I was kind of iffy. Ooh. I did, like I did get, I did, I was a sucker. I did give in and I, I, I gave him a gift, but it was also like something thoughtful and cute because at that point we had had at least a great friendship and there were, I guess, I don't want to call them milestones, but moments in our relationship that kind of established like, okay, this is a little bit deeper than just two people banging. Like there are feelings here. So here's a little gift to show off our feelings. And then afterwards, like now that we're actually like in a committed situation, like that's out the window, like, okay, 
it's, how, it's Thursday. Here's a gift. Like, you know. How, how long have y'all been together? Oh, um, about a year and a half. Right. And is that a ring ring or just you just happen to have it on that finger? Oh, this is just accessories. This is okay. accessories. It's a no, placeholder. Okay. It's a placeholder. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and, and there are exceptions. Like my wife, we only dated July, almost two and a half months before I decided, you know what? I want her. And wow. I, I knew I wanted her. I knew I wanted to date her. Um, okay. So I knew I wanted to date her within two months. And I pushed for it and I didn't because I didn't want her to think, oh, yeah, I'm sprung on you and this, that, or the other. And at the same time, like we were both just like, yeah, just casual. We live in different cities. We lived uh, three hours away from each other, but we saw each other a lot because of roller derby. So we travel and see each other. Yeah. Um, so it, it can happen with me. Like I do, like, okay, I, I break my rules from time to time. But I knew and realized how cool she was and everything was going to work. Right. Um, but there, there's exceptions to the rule. There's not going to be the the rule or the standard. Right. So so you're saying essentially that depending on the person and how you feel about the person, how you guys interact, the chemistry, that dating or quote unquote waiting period can be anywhere between like two months and like a year before you sure. kind of decide that, you know what? I want to pursue this further or not. Yes. And, and I think other guys might do it sooner and they probably won't have a harem or a, a team sitting around. They might have another girl they talk to maybe two, but well, you know, I don't know. Like for, for my situation, me and him were dating for like, I want to say like maybe like five or six months or so before we became exclusively just like with us. And, um, over time like i because like i was kind of like the wishy-washy one because i realized like okay i like this guy but he's still dating around he's still figuring out himself i don't want to put that ultimatum or pressure somebody to date me if they're not ready so i was about to like bow out and be like bye but then he was just like you know what i woke up one day and i realized like i want to be with you so like i called this girl and i canceled this date and i did this and i was like Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I predicted that, by the way. You're I have right. to put that out there. My Oracle, Oracle tentacles were out, and I knew that this guy was the one. So I'm just putting respect on my name right now because I, I predicted it. I respect when this placeholder is removed. <laughs> it will be removed. I can, I can predict that too, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. But Mr. Cochino, I have a mm -hmm. question for you. Um, would you, okay, good. Would you come on our podcast? We do a game called this or that okay. for dirty 30 Thursdays. Would you on a night of a Thursday be willing to do a live with us? Maybe yeah. earlier. I don't know what, you know, East coast, West coast time, um, but, West coast. um, Okay. Yeah, so we could do a this or that. Now, it would be asking personal things. Like, this could be doggy style versus that, which is froggy style. Like, you know, it, it would be personal stuff. Are you down? Are yeah. you down to do a this or that with us? I have no shame, so yeah, I'm fine. I'm no shame in the that. game. I'm mm -hmm. loving it. So I say we do that. We get doing this or that with Mr. Um, Cochino. And I just have another question. I'm just nosy. I'm sorry. Sure. I have no manners and no filter. But as a former sex addict, okay, you have a girlfriend. Let's say you have a girlfriend tomorrow, okay? How many, what is she, what's her quota for the week? Like, I got to know. What is her sex quota? <laughs> I'm dying. At least I used to have a quota. I've been absolved. 
Oh, really? Okay, well, I still want to know yours. Okay, you say yours and I'll tell you mine. And okay, then we'll so <laughs> personally, I would prefer at least, at least twice a week. Ideally, okay. every other day. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, life, someone's not in the mood, stomach issues, period, all the other things. So there's oh, life that I'm more, um, I'm more understanding now. Versus when I was in my 20s, it's like, it's going to be every day. I'm going to find it somewhere else. So, mm -mm. Okay. And one quick question too. Period, sex, mm -hmm. yes or no? I don't care. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I'm That's sorry. Period. That's I'm okay. sorry. I can't stand when men don't do it. I'm sorry. I get pissed. I'm like... That's half the time a woman is the, her horniest when she's on her period. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. You can't at the like, right time. It feels the best, too. God. Oh, my God. <sighs> Let's end well, it there. Girl, well, tell us your story. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure I've been absolved of my quota right now just because he's working long hours. He gets tired. I val He values sleep and money in this current predicament, and I'm not arguing it. But mm -hmm. normally, the quota during the week is at least like, you know, three times during the week. However, when it's weekends and like, we don't have like my child at the home or whatever, it's just us. Like usually the quota is like six times in 24 hours. That's Girl, it. me, it's once a night with the batteries charged, <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay. And we'll, yeah, I'm still waiting for my human. Hours used to be, used to be the quota to the point that he's like begging me, like, please stop. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> For a factory period is an hour. Come on. You, you gotta you also need lube too. Or oh, yeah, you know, you... that's on fire. Okay. That's true. Cool. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know, hey. Some dependent. I'll tell you, Joe, Astroglide, every brand. <laughs> every brand is in this house. Actually, it's a cheap option. If you're not allergic, I would go with uh coconut oil. Cheap, easy, ooh. and it works. But I'm, I'm nervous about. And you can mix flavors. Coconut oil near my coochie. Coconut so oil, okay. natural. So you're 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 natural. afraid of putting something natural versus something that's manufactured. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just worried. I'm just I'm a little weird about it. I'll try it because you recommended I'm it. Still trying. I'm trying it tonight. Well, I have to find it. I don't know if I have any in here tonight, but I, I only have olive oil, extra virgin, the only virgin in the house. Well, I haven't, haven't tried olive oil, but I do know coconut oil, you could like infuse it with flavors too. So you can what? add strawberry, you know, lemon, lime, whatever. Okay. You're going to have to come back on the show and give us the full tutorial. Um, I got to run because it is after 10 and you know us mothers, well, we, cat is away, mice will play. And I got to put some mouse trap, go check my trap, my kids. My kids are the mice. Okay, guys, not real mice. <laughs> but um, so, so let's wrap this up. Please mm -hmm. let everybody yes. know Gayo, where they can find you again. Yes, you can find me at Cochino Chingon on Instagram, TikTok, Snap. Um, anywhere that you can have an at, you can find me at Cochino Chingon. My well, podcast. TikTok right now. <laughs> my podcast is actually I haven't put anything up in a while because I've been focused on the podcast, but I should to like, you know broadcast a podcast but uh and the podcast mm -hmm. is sucias are my favorite spotify apple google spreaker iHeartRadio, everywhere you listen to podcasts you should be able to find me okay perfect well, thank you so much for joining us thank you for having this beautiful in-depth discussion we'll definitely have to extend this because there's oh yeah questions. i want tips i want boy tips. i am not done Mm -hmm. I want recommendations <laughs> so that my little kink drawer is like overflowing. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. So, Any of the tutorials? 
Absolutely. Once again, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And whoever was sick, I'm glad you're better. I don't know which one. I didn't know I was emailing her. Oh, we told Diva. She's better now. Me, me. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so sweet. We'll definitely have you on again. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for having me. Bye.